working the beat. It is Thursday, December 23rd. I forgot what day of the week it is. And this is Darlene Loves Christmas Baby. Please come home as we have our annual Christmas show. That's in Love Actually, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah, that's where I thought. Yeah. And it was actually also one of the reasons I got hooked on it. Of all the Christmas music, and we'll get into a Christmas music segment at the end. Um, of all the Christmas songs, that became my favorite. And a lot of it is because she became a regular on the Letterman show. Okay. And it was always Dave's last show before the holiday. She would come on and sing that from like 86 until his last year, which was 2014. Mm-hmm. And this big production with like you know, uh, you know, snow falling from the ceiling, Schaefer and the an orchestra and all you know that. It's amazing how old these songs are. Like Christmas songs, because and I know some people have made Christmas. You know, Michael Bublé and other people mm-hmm. have done songs in the last 10, 15, 20 years. But for the most part, as we will get into later, but my the song that I really like is "This Christmas" by Donny Hathaway. It was made in 1970. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a long time ago. Well, you have, and the funny part is, if you have XM, uh, Sirius XM. Yes, I do. You've been able to hear Christmas music now for almost yes, two I months. Have. Yes. And uh, we'll get, again, we'll get into this later, but there's a newer group that's come along. There's a couple of them that are pretty good, but they're not the classics, obviously. Yeah, that's, well, yeah. There's one modern classic right now, and that would be Mariah. That's 25 years old, Kevin, 26 years old. Yeah, but I would still say that's still a Kevin, there were people in college now that weren't born then. I mean, let's be real. real. It's it's, it's 25 years is 25 years, man. I'll get in that. We'll get in that a little bit. That's more than half your life. Boy, that that just sent me to. Well, I mean, you make it sound like 1995 was just like yesterday. But it's not. It's it not, wasn't. No. Let me let me in, in on a little secret. It it, it wasn't. <laughs> just, uh, All know. right. So we'll get into that. Uh, we'll touch on the Eagles here, uh, the start, and then we'll kind of have a little bit of a fun show. Uh, just it's more laid back because honestly, I, I you know look, I, I'm gonna say this right now. And we're gonna have our end of the year show on Monday. Um, Mike Silski and John Johnson are joining us um, to. The, do you know the end of the year roundtable kind of look ahead at what we'll see in 2022 um i don't want to get in the COVID today i'll be honest i know it's affected a lot of people but that's what you're going to see in 2022 i understand but let, let's uh, but i i don't want to get into a whole discussion on you know the nfl and the nhl and all them and, and because i think it's everything's been said that needs to be said There's nothing they can do what, right. what can you do uh but let's get let's get to the Eagles. Um, I thought Jalen Hurts, after a shaky start on Tuesday night against Washington, he hadn't played in twenty three days, right? Um, okay, and, and it wasn't obviously the Goddard interception was not his fault. You know, he hits the guy in the hands, it hits guys, heel, it happens. Um, I thought he played pretty well, and I I think. The question is now: Can he string three or four of these together and get them? Well, if they the- keep playing the Jets, the Giants, and Washington, yeah. Well, they're gonna get, <clears throat> they're gonna get the Giants and Washington the next two. Well, yes, yeah, Kevin. Look, 
I give Nick Sirianni all the credit in the world. We were killing him early because he thought he could throw Jalen Hurts 40 times a game. He can't. And that's a bridge the Eagles are going to have to cross at some point next year, off, whatever, whatever. Jalen Hurts is. Mike, you went in the frozen zone. You, you, you froze know, there, Mike. Repeat that what? statement. You froze again. Uh, repeat oh, that statement. He Sorry. can run this system. This system. He is adept at, at the fake, the, the whatever. He, does he make mistakes? Sure, because he's he is what he is. But this system that they're running, they, they did something that hasn't been done since the Bears in 85. 175 rushing yards in seven straight games. Mm-hmm. Now, the question is, can you sustain that looking, not this year, but I'm just saying down the road and, and <clears throat> be in a position to win championships? I don't have the answer to that because nobody in the NFL does that. And when you see teams like Baltimore and uh, the Titans, when they run the ball and run the ball a lot, but then when they get in certain situations where they have to throw the ball, usually they can't do it well enough to do it. But anyway, what they're doing is tremendous. And I give Nick Sirianni, they're not a good, I mean, they're, not, they're a middle-of-the-road team, and half the league is middle-of-the-road, but they're a middle-of-the-road team. And I think they're going to win it. I think they're going to win at least two of these last three. They're not going to lose. If they lose this week, I- I'll take you to Rouse. Um, they can't. Well, the I'll, th- I'll throw the ca- I'll throw the caveat in, is provided that nobody substantial gets put on a COVID list. Kevin, yeah. they played. Let, let's think about this. They lost to the Jet or the Giants. A horrible loss. Horrible loss. Before that, they had played the Lions at some point. They played the Jets. The Jets stink. Then they played. Uh, they played Washington. Washington without their quarterback. Now they're going to play the Giants without their quarterback. Not that I thought much of their quarterback, but still, uh, they could lose the next Washington game. You know, well, and, and that's what the, the season the season's coming down to the Washington game. But nobody's talking. You know, I listen to a lot of national people. Please, would somebody inform Mike Greenberg and twenty five other people that Dallas is only one game out of the top seed in the NFC? Why does everybody keep saying they'll have nothing to play for? They play Washington this week at home. They should win. Okay? I mean, maybe they won't, but they should. They get Arizona think, next week. Okay, so Arizona's a tough game. But Arizona's been been kind of struggling. Yeah. All I'm saying is, what, why, what would make me think that Dallas can't go into that last game with everything, with something big to play for? Okay, but that having been said. So now the Eagles are going to play. They're playing Drek. And I'm not saying Washington. <laughs> Washington, if they lose to Dallas this week, I believe is a limit. If Washington loses this week, which they probably should, although their quarterback's back, they're out. You can't get in at eight and nine. There's no way. There's no. I don't know if that's officially eliminated, but they're not getting in at eight and nine. The NFC ain't that bad. Nine and eight, maybe. So you know, I'm just saying. And if the Eagles make the playoffs. Nick Sirianni has to get consideration for coach of the year. Well, I think well, Belichick is probably leading right now. Right. Um, but he's up. Well, I mean, how about Cl- Cliff Kingsbury would probably be in there too. Yeah, in the last two weeks, they spit the bit. I'm, I'm just saying is, yeah, a lot of things could happen in the last three weeks. But if the Eagles, God forbid the Eagles finish 10-7, and seven, 
Yeah. You know, I mean, you know. Well, if you look if you look at the the main contenders around the Eagles, okay? San Francisco is 8 and 6. They get the Titans tonight on the don't road. Don't try to figure this out, please. Don't, well, please, Kevin. Uh, but, we could be sitting here till 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 New Year's. Right. Tonight's a big yeah. game in other words. San Francisco and Tennessee is a huge game for that. Uh, yeah. because you got to figure they'll beat the Texans next week, and then they get the Rams. The 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 Vikings have a tough schedule coming down the stretch. They get uh they get uh, uh the Rams this week. They still have Green Bay and, and the Bears, and then the Bears. Yeah, I mean the other team that the Eagles the Eagles hold a tiebreaker over New Orleans, who's also seven and seven. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, but it could be three team tiebreakers. It could be we 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 don't all just win your games. Just win as many games as you can. Right. I gotta believe ten and seven's getting them in. Okay. I gotta believe nine and eight gives them a chance. I don't, you know, it gives them a chance. And if the Eagles go nine and eight and don't make the playoffs, good for them. Right. I mean, you know, nobody would have thought, although we did say like a month ago, like the Phillies, the schedule was going to, you know, probably keep them in it till the end. But they've and lived up to it. They've lived up to what you have to do if you have a soft schedule. They've taken care Even of it. Even with, but they did have the bad loss to the Giants. Right. I mean, think about it. The Giants stink. They really do. But you can um, have one game like that. You can't have two in the situation like this. Well, yeah, but I mean, they'd be eight and six right now, and 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 they'd be in. But look, a team like them isn't supposed to win six or seven straight games. So, right. Yeah. You know, but look around the league, Kevin. I mean, the Rams haven't played well in like three or four weeks. And they got the best wide receiver they in the keep, league, or one of them. They keep uh, the winning, Cardinals, though. I know. I, I'm saying, but and the Cardinals haven't looked no. good. Um, there's teams in the league that all of a sudden, I mean, the the AFC Central, like everybody's seven and seven. Honestly, um, honestly, like in the NFC, even Green Bay, who who wins, but like they they played Baltimore without Lamar Jackson last week and and had a win on a yeah. a missed two point conversion. That's I mean, the NFL. Yeah. The NFL is the. Well, there was a game last week. I, I'm trying to remember. I, 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 they all get confused. But anyway, uh, if, if the if the Ravens had won, they would have been first place in the division. Now they're last. There was a couple of games ago. A Cleveland team lost, was like that. They would have been the number one seed if they had won. It must have been an AFC game. Tennessee. They lost, and then they were they had dropped to like four. Yeah, it was something. It was. Oh uh, no, it was Arizona. Okay, Arizona. it was Arizona. Okay. But you you were using that example. It was. Um, uh, Cleveland on Monday, on Monday, if Cleveland had won, they would have been in first place in the AFC North. Yeah, but the Ravens too. If the Ravens had won right. that two point conversion game, they've lost three games by four. The last three games by four points. No team in NFL history has ever done that. Mm-hmm. Think about that. But I mean, and we're we're right back now going into the playoffs. The best team in football is Kansas City Chiefs, which everybody would have said. In August, yeah. right? And then they stunk for like six weeks or seven weeks or whatever it was. Buffalo stinks. Um, they were supposed to be great. Well, you find I mean, out about Buffalo this weekend at New England. That's fine. You find out they're a legitimate saying. contender or not. And I, I, look, I, I give but Belichick. If Buffalo wins that game, okay. But then what are you going to think about Buffalo? Okay. They, they, Bu- they, Buffalo they would take the division lead. Two against New England. Right. Buffalo yeah. would then take the division lead, though. Okay. That's fine. All I'm saying is. All roads go through Kansas City. Oh, probably, yeah. And, and somebody may beat the Chiefs. Uh, you know, I'm not saying the Chiefs are a lock or anything like that, but you look at the AFC right now and tell me which team, other than maybe New England, and I don't think New England's good enough. I think Belichick's done just a tremendous job um, with that. 
I don't see another team that can uh, go in Kansas City and win. Yeah, I think I may have won. Well, go ahead. I like the Chargers. Well, that's fine. But the Chargers spit the bit two weeks ago. You know, it's great to like all these teams. That's I know, wonderful. but but I give the so, Chargers a, a puncher's chance against Kansas City in I give Kansas every City. team a puncher's chance. Buffalo would have a puncher's chance because of Josh Allen. The the the, uh, the Patriots would have a puncher's chance because of Bill Belichick. How about but the Colts? San Diego, or San Diego. L.A. had them beat twice. They had them beat at home and couldn't do it. You know what that tells me? They ain't good enough. So Well, there, there's one it. other team you haven't mentioned the AFC. What, the Titans? No, well, the Titans may get Derek Allen back, but that's a whole different story. Uh, yeah, but they could be out of the playoffs by then. Um, Colts. The Colts? The Colts are good. The Colts are good. There's no doubt. The, the and Colts, the Colts can play be, run. They can play run. They can run the football. They can play ball. Colts control. might be the second best team in the AFC. They might be. Um, and I thought the Colts were going to be a playoff team with with you know with the quarterback and mm-hmm. the coach. I didn't expect the running back to be quite this good. But yeah, they're. I mean, look, the Colts are good. You're right, Kevin. I mean, I forgot. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, if you were asking me to rank them right now, I would have the Colts and the Patriots. As a second and third in any any order, and I don't think the Chiefs are head and shoulders above everybody. I don't mean no. it that way. No, no, but they can get beat. But yeah, you're but right. They're still they're still the best team when push comes to shove because they have Mahomes. Even though Mahomes isn't Mahomes this year, I get it. Uh, and their defense is not bad. Their defense is better than it has been. Um, I think it's going to be an interesting playoffs. I I really do because you, you can make a case for like four or five. Six teams, if they get hot at the right time, you know, could could um, yeah. I mean, the Bucks, their schedule the last three weeks is easy. They should probably win those three their last three games, and that may I don't move know if that's them going to get them the home seat. Or well, not. I was just going to say that may move them to a to a home seat. Remember, they do have a tiebreaker over. If it's a two person, a two team tiebreaker, they would have the tiebreaker over Dallas. Uh, yeah, but what, what are they now? What, how many losses? Both, both are ten now? and four. Okay. But so is Arizona. And who's Dallas have left? They have Washington, the Eagles, and who who's the other now, game? The Giants? Well, well, they, they, no, they get they get Arizona in the middle. Arizona in the middle? Okay, they could lose that. But you know. So they got Washington and the Giant or Washington and the Eagles. Yeah. And so in theory, you think they go two and one. The the, the problem is then Arizona <clears throat> in actuality, Tampa right now is third. But even if they win out, they'll finish likely second because if it's if it's Dallas, they'll have the head to head over them. So that's where it would be a a benefit. So. I don't think, to be honest with you, I'm not sure how much the home field of this year. I'm talking about this year. Now I know in Lambo, I think I for Tampa, I think Tampa Bucks, it's huge. But the, go ahead. the Bucks went there last year and won. Yeah. So you know, um, the Bucks went everywhere last year and won. So. It, it didn't really matter. I mean, Arizona's been a better road team than a home team. Um, Dallas, I don't know what to make of Dallas. I really don't. I, I think their defense is obviously a lot. I mean, I don't put any stock in beating the Giants the way they did. Their coach is a moron, by the way. You were right. You told me this about three years ago, and other people told me the same thing. And I'd be like, well, he's got super- He's a moron. He really is. Mike, Mike, I'll tell you what. If I'm a Dallas fan, the thing I'm most worried about is Dak Prescott is a shell of what he was at the beginning of the year. I'm most worried about the Mike. Did you watch the game last night? Did you or last this week? Did you see the Dallas game? Yeah, I saw part of it. 
Did you see the end of the first half? Uh, I was actually out at the supermarket okay. at that point. So here's the situation. And they, they were talking about it Monday. At, at, there's about 15, 16 seconds left. I don't know what it was. Dallas has the ball at the 18-yard line of the Giants following the turnover. Right. They drop Dak back. He throws an eight-yard pass to somebody. Mm-hmm. Gets him to the 10-yard line. Okay, no problem Dak there. W- Dak wants to call timeout. He's looking at the sideline. Mike McCarthy, no timeout. So they let it get down to two seconds, whatever. They come in, they kick a field goal. So they asked Mike after the game. Mike, he goes, oh, no, no. We wanted the three points there. Hey, Mike, memo to Mike. You had the three points when you were on the 18-yard line. What are you talking about? Are you telling me you don't trust your quarterback? Can't run a play there without getting sacked? Or, or for, I mean, he, he is, and his explanation, I'm telling you, Mike, he is, you guys told me this all the time. You guys used to tell me this years ago. Watch that, watch that Seahawks championship game where they blew the lead late. Yeah. He's a friggin' moron, and that was because he, of him. No, yeah, I, I have no. His explanation made him. If that had happened in Philadelphia, I will guarantee you, we would have been roasting him. But again, they won the game twenty-one to six, and yeah, who cares? I mean, but let me get back you know, to the Eagles for one more second here, though. Okay. And I think the biggest development out of Tuesday night was, and the biggest development really over the last few weeks, and you're right, the, the teams are playing stinks, stink. Don't and matter. You, you, play right. who you, play. you play who you play. One person has come back alive for this team, and it's Fletcher Cox. Fletcher Cox was not good for the first 10 games of the season. The last three or four, he has been really visible, getting a rush. They've been able to move him around a little bit. It seems like he has become more of a factor here as we get oh, down. Let's the let's see. Okay, I hear you. Let's see it when when something's really you know if they're playing. I, I I'll give you that. And can you please explain to me now? Look, their defense is tenth in the league, right? According to the NFL stats, their overall defense, which is pretty good when you think about it, right? Tenth in the league is pretty good, especially given where they came from. Yeah. Why would you continue not to play aggressive defense? Can you please explain this? Now, I know that Washington, if you're playing the third-string quarterback who got signed two days earlier, would not you try to put more pressure on him? Um, in other words, try to just blitz him? Blitz I'm not him. saying every play. They, they, all I'm saying is they have this aversion. Well, that's Gannon's philosophy, Mike. Quarterbacks. That's Gannon's what? philosophy. Well, that's fine. But my book tells me that when I'm playing a Gilbert, Brad, whatever the hell the guy's name was, you should go after him with every single... Why would you allow him to be in the pocket and complete passes on you? Mike, I'll be honest. The one thing that has surprised me about them is, look, they have a decent, they have a really good corner in Slay. Their yes. second... Steven Nelson's not great, but he's not bad. They have a decent secondary, which, okay. yeah. which should allow you to go blitz because you're they, not worried had, about being had, caught on the Washington island. Washington had third and fives the other night, and they were eight yards off the ball. And it just defies law. It defies when they played the Jets, mm-hmm. the first three Jets possessions, they just let this guy throw and he think, think, think. Yeah, he stinks. But that's okay. They're tenth in the list. I'm not going to sit here. He ain't getting fired. Oh no! People think he's. I'll be honest. I, I, I'll be honest. No, but some people think. Yeah. All I'm saying is, and maybe he doesn't feel he has the personnel. I get that. I, I understand. They need a lot. They still need a lot of help in in some key spots, but. You're playing that guy, and and the Redskins had like what three offensive linemen were out. 
Yeah. Man, don't you have to tee off a little? I, you know, really? But okay, that's it. That's nitpicking, I guess. But that's I mean, just me. I look at what they are. <clears throat> excuse me. I look at what they are as an overall group, and we talked about this at the beginning of years. I want to see progress from game one to game seventeen. You've seen progress. If that's the measuring stick, you've seen it. Well, yeah, and I'm not. They look. I'm not knocking. I'm, I think. And I'm not. And I knock this organization. I like the, the offense is keeping the ball 35 minutes a game. That's a good thing. Um. Yeah. Hey, look, Kevin. And that's I, where the head coach has been in, incredible with that. They're not going to lose their last three games. I don't think. I think the worst they're going to do is win, beat the Giants. They could lose the last two, I suppose, and finish eight and nine. And I guess everybody would be all upset. Nah, I get it. Cause, but most people didn't think they would be here at this. You know, I, I said they probably went around seven, which means, yeah. I mean, but I didn't think they would be. And I didn't think the NFC would stink so bad. Maybe maybe that was part of it, too. But, I mean, look, for a first-year coach, I think he's done a pretty good job, especially the way they started, which wasn't good. Uh, and it doesn't look like he panicked. It didn't look like, you know, he... He said, yeah, everybody's telling me to run the ball. Maybe I got to run the ball. Maybe I got to do what Jalen Hurts does best instead of what I want to do. And he's done, for the most part, a lot of that. And I, I do. I think at some point the league will catch up to what they're doing. But right now they're not catching up. And their, their greatest strength is their offensive line. And, man, just just run those ponies until they can't run no more. You know, just you got five guys, even without – Brooks, which is amazing. Right. But to me, you know, run the ball till somebody stops you and forces you to throw. That that's that's my philosophy. Well, and, and think about it. Sue Opeta comes in the other night to replace Dickerson, okay, at left guard. And he was really good. He was really good. Everybody they throw in there, you know, I mean well, look, we we kill him for the wide receivers. And we come for the Lord, by the way. Justin Jefferson. Yeah. I, every time I, I, I see his number, please, I, I don't care if Howie makes 10 great draft picks in the next, please. But okay, that, enough of that. As bad of a job as they do there, mm-hmm. they do a great job on the line. Yeah. I mean, they're not a quarterback factory, they're a lineman factory. Uh, and that's not a know, bad thing that, to be in this league. Think about this. They've got two sixth or seventh round picks. Kelsey was a sixth or a seventh, right? Yep. Myelata uh, was, was a sixth or, seven. sixth or seventh, right? Those two guys are Pro Bowl players. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know Myelata didn't make it, but they're Pro Bowl players. That's pretty good. Yeah, but even when you throw in a Nate Herbig in there. I know, I know. I mean, I, you know what I think it is, Kevin? I remember sitting and having this conversation with Marcus Hayes about a year or so ago. He thinks their offensive line coach is one of the best offensive line coaches anywhere. He just it's hard to argue me. with it. I and think he's been there for a while, and and he, I think he was one of the few holdovers, right? Yeah, I think uh, 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 somebody put it out today. Uh, it might have been the Eagles themselves that put it out. That Jeff Stoutland. I'm going to look this up. Uh, nine. I think he's only like the fourth assistant coach in NFL history to have nine straight years of somebody in the Pro Bowl. Hold on here. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Hold on, let me. Rube had this in here, so I'm gonna mm-hmm. look this up. Uh, but this was uh, John Goodnid uh, from the Eagles PR. Since the 1970 merger, 
Only five offensive line coaches have coached pro bowlers nine straight seasons with the same team. And Jeff yeah. Stoutland's one of them. When you yeah. consider this year, it's obviously Kelsey. Yeah, if but, I was the Eagles, I would do everything I can to hold on to Mr. Stoutland. And I don't know if he, you know, if he'd get offers to go somewhere else or he, whatever he does, he's very good at it because their line, like I said, if I'm the Eagles, I'm riding that. I'm going to play exactly the way I'm playing now. Uh, you, you know, you got Goddard. You got to get Smith more involved. I think. Uh, you know, I mean, I'd like to see them go deep more, but I don't think Jalen throws a good deep ball. So, but I, I would like to see. Um, was it Quez? Mm-hmm. I'd like to see him get involved a little bit more going deep because that's what he can do. He runs deep. Uh, and, you know, maybe you steal a touchdown here or there. You know, you, you wing one. But I don't think Jalen throws the good deep ball. Can I can I ask you one more offensive line question here? And, and, okay. and I'll, give I'll do cre- my best. I'll give credit to Ruben Frank on this. As we should. Um, Ruben wrote a column on NBC Sports Philadelphia uh, on Wednesday. I'll give you the title. The slam dunk case for Jason Kelsey to make the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I heard somebody talking about that, John Johnson, on the the, sh- the morning show. Um, it's not slam dunk. Well, Please don't do slam five, dunk. Five Pro Bowls now. Could, okay. Could be named to the All-Pro team for the fourth time Okay, at the end of the year. Okay. He is a Super Bowl champion, which almost, unfortunately, it sounds strange to say this, but... That does carry extra weight in that. How room. many centers are in the Hall of Fame? Uh, well, Mike like Webster. Safe, like safeties. It's like safeties. They uh, list them as offensive linemen because I think you did this last week. Hold, hold on here. Uh, Kelsey is the twelfth center in NFL history to be named the five Pro Bowl teams and named first team All Pro three times. Okay. The first eleven have all been in the Hall of Fame. Well, then you know what. Then Rube's right. I mean, I look. I don't know. I'm. Not, I, I'm just saying is when you say slam dunk to me, you know. And he's also played 119 dunk. straight games, so it means I shouldn't have to th- look. Look, he's going to go down as one of the great athletes mm-hmm. in Philadelphia history. There is no doubt about it. Beloved, beloved because of the Super Bowl, because of you know the, what he did. Remember this: the year before the Super Bowl, there were people that didn't think he was going to last that season. Yeah. Think about this. There was a time when people didn't think Jason Kelsey was whatever. He's going to go down as one of those beloved guys that will always have a place here, whether he plays another couple years, whether he doesn't, whatever he does. Uh, if, if Rube tells me that all the first 11 guys are in the Hall of Fame and he's going to be the 12th, then fine. Then he should be in the Hall of Fame. I mean, I'm not going to argue with Rube. No, I'm not arguing with Rube either. No, it's no, just, I'm saying it's I don't know those... the numbers. Rube obviously has looked up the numbers and – is telling me what I should know. It's so, one of those that you don't think about it until something comes up like this where you absolutely. you kind of check in. Yeah. Because it is offensive line. We don't, you know, and, and the Football Hall, Hall of Fame is a strange sure it is. Uh, area yeah. anyway. Yeah. Um, But the fact that, the fact that, look, you're right. I mean, Jason Kelsey will have any media job he wants around here. If he, he wants can do anything, he, can he do wants anything. I think what he's going to do, I mean, I don't know if he's going to work in the media or not. He may just be one of those guys who wants to get lost, you know, just say, hey, I think he's going to do humanitarian stuff. Yeah. Because he seems like he's into that. And a lot of those guys are. I mean, a lot of those and, guys. And, he'll be, and he's one of the throwbacks in the sense of he has set roots here. I think he married a Philly girl. Yeah. Um, 
Hey, put them on uh, put them on post game live with Barkhand. I could see that. Make it a foursome. You put him and um, you put him and, and and Seth, and yeah, that'd be a pretty good crew. And, and Ray and be an yeah. interesting crew. I mean, I don't know what he wants. I look, I don't know Jason Kelsey. I I have no idea what he wants to do. But like, you know, I mean, there's certain guys that come through this city, and they're not always the best guys. They're not always, you know, the the Mike Schmitz or or. And there's just some guys that they have that special place in people's hearts. Um, for whatever reasons for, yeah. But I think Jason Kelsey, the way he plays and the way he conducts himself, well, it's just, it's Philadelphia. He is. And I think he cemented it when he did that thing with, I I wasn't a big fan of what he did with the mummers uniform and all. I just think it was a little overboard, right? But everybody seemed to love it. So what do I know? Like, I, you know, I'm one of these people is like, stay like when Doug said, this is the new norm, Doug, 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 Doug. Doug, please, come, Doug. It's not, you know, but I understand. You in that moment, you can say anything you want, and you know, when, when Chase Utley said, well, I was just going to say Chase Utley. Yeah, I know some people hated that. My grandma I didn't have the biggest problem in the world with it if you just said flipping instead of what he said, because hey, to be a world champion, what it takes to be a world champion in a town that had never had a world champion. Um, let's. Let's also let's you know, also be honest. There's some alcohol involved in a lot of those type of comments. I no no kidding. But I tell you, <laughs> I mean, what, you know what Jason Kelsey should do. If the, well, if the pandemic doesn't, he should open up a bar. That bar would be packed twenty four. In fact, what he should call it is twenty four seven. Yeah, people would flock there. They, yeah. they would they would, you know. But I don't know what he's going to do. But, but I mean, hey, look, maybe maybe he's going to play another year or two. Who knows? You know, you mentioned the fact, though, that there's always a guy on a title team. There, I mean, look, there, the Flyers of the 70s had like 17 of those guys, you know, <laughs> where people loved them. You know, Bernie right. and, and Dorney and Clarky and all them. Everyone. Uh, everyone. The whole team was revered. Um, On that, on, on the Phillies of the 08, Chase was revered. I think Jimmy got revered. Uh, maybe Ryan not so much. I think people respected Ryan. Um, he he wasn't Chase. No, and if that's a black white thing, okay, I I get it. I, I, no, I, but but I think Jimmy now has earned kind of a little referential referential right. reverential time, treatment. Though, Chase was the most Chase was the most beloved. Right. Yeah, I would say uh, Chooch also now. Yeah, yeah, sure. And sure, Victorino but, as well. Um, yeah, yeah. But championships will do that, Kevin. You know the only well, I guess Tug would have been the one from eighty. I was gonna say um, Tug and Pete. Let me think. Well, Tug for sure, but um Let me think. Those guys have been around so long. I mean, um I think Luzinski was a pretty like people really liked Luzinski. They didn't like Schmidt at the time. I mean they respect Bo was kind of a hard guy. Um I mean, Carlton, I, th- I think people really, really put pe- Carlton on a pedestal, but he was a hard guy to get, you know, wrap your arms around because he didn't talk. Um, tell you, I think Tug would be the guy from 1980. If, if Maybe Bauer. Maybe yeah. Bauer. Maybe What's Bauer. That? Maybe Bauer. Yeah, but at the time they were winning that, though. Oh, Bauer, the 
piss a lot of people off. Yes, yeah. he did. And I'm not sure at that time that it happened that Bo would have been the guy you would have thought of. That, that's just me. Like, um, he's like, become that, you know, but, over the years. But, we Kel- but Kelsey is the guy for that uh, 17 Eagles team. Kelsey and Foles. There are two. Maybe Brandon Graham. Maybe. Well, yeah, because of the one play, sure. But right. Foles is the guy that made it happen. And Kelsey, you know, is the guy who's still here. Like they'll, they'll all, they all have a, a, a special place of honor in a way. Sure. Uh, uh, Malcolm Jenkins probably would be in that mix as well. Sure. Absolutely. Um, but there's no doubt that Kelsey and Foles are, are one in one A because of what what's I think Foles is one. That's just me. I, I think Nick what? Foles was the MVP of the game that they won. Right. Outplayed Tom Brady. And other than his 13 season, when he had a, a, he hasn't done anything in his whole NFL career other than the Chip Kelly year when he and that was eight years ago. And three game three games in January of I mean, 18. he can't even become the starting quarterback of the Chicago Bears. But and the Bears he won stick. a Super Bowl yeah. by outplaying Tom Brady and caught the pass that will be I mean, it's gotta be one of the most famous plays in Super Bowl. I can't think of many more that are more famous. You know, so but Kelsey has stayed here. I think Kelsey's popularity wasn't necessarily at the Super Bowl. It was the post it was the it was Parade. the Mummer thing and then what he's done since then. That's what I think has made Kelsey Kelsey. And I mean look, there again, there's different degrees of popularity with that group. I mean Chris Long has had popularity. because sure, uh, he, he was only here two but he was years. here two I mean, years. Yeah. yeah. It's the longevity with Kelsey. You're yeah. right. And also, and the, sad, the sad part about that—not sad—I mean, you can put any word you want on it—is the—is the Carson Wentz. Yeah, I mean, they don't get where they were without Carson Wentz, mm-hmm. and we'll never know. We will never, ever, ever know what would have happened, what would happen the next year, what would have you know what what we we just don't know. One final point on this: um, Doug has made the interview circuit the last couple of weeks. Jacksonville, yeah. Um, that's his spot. Um, that would be a good spot for him. They, they're, I think, because they got that young quarterback, and they want it. They, they don't want to. They can't waste that. They no. screwed up the coach. They can't waste the quarterback. They can't. But have you noticed the tone change that people have about Doug, even around here? Like he was on with Angelo a couple weeks ago, and yeah, I heard that. And he was on with John Clark. Um, because it's been look, time has passed. Yeah. I don't, I don't think, think people blamed him. Mad. Yeah. I don't think anybody was mad at Doug when he left because I think people blamed other people for his leaving. Yeah. And with that. yeah, did he not have a great year coaching last year? No, he didn't. Was was things forced down his throat that maybe he didn't want? Yeah. I, I mean, I yeah, the circumstances most coaches don't get fired 3 years after they win the Super Bowl. I but I think Doug's in a good place. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got a ring. Yeah. Yeah, never take that away from him. And if he'd come back this year, who knows? Maybe it wouldn't have been good. Oh, no. Who knows? For his legacy in this town, it it was probably better he didn't come back in a strange way. Like, if you had a bad year this year uh, for him, then, yeah. The only thing that I think could have made it work is if Carson had bitten the bullet and came back and played like he did, like, in 2019. Like, at the end of 2019. Yeah. You know, then I think maybe it had a chance. 
but that wasn't going to happen because, hey, look, hey, look, I, I don't wish Carson ill will. Right. Yeah, I think he was a little bit of a of a of a wuss, the way he did it, you know. But that okay. So he got what he wanted. He's where he wants to be, and they got a good team. And you know, hey, look, if he doesn't win in Indianapolis in a couple years, hey, people are gonna say, hey, Carson, how come you can't win? Well, there is the whispers he's a game manager already, but with their well, running game, I think he's a little better than that. I don't think he's a game manager, but I, he's, I don't think he's ever going to be an elite quarterback. Like we thought, the, like he was in 2017. He was an elite quarterback. Yeah. They're, they're, you know, he made plays like magician plays. Yeah. You know, he would just sit there and go, "How the hell did he do that?" And look, they got a great running back. They got a really good offensive line, right? Yeah, I mean, they're they're a pretty good football team. They, you know, you're right, Kevin. I, I mean, like if you said to me, the Colts are going to make the Super Bowl, like I wouldn't sit here and say, "Oh my God, no, that's no." They they uh. they got a chance. They got a chance. Um, all right, so that's the Eagles. Wouldn't that be a kick in the pants? <laughs> and the Eagles pick 31st. <laughs> oh, my God. Could you see if Carson Wentz is holding you up know, a trophy? You know, there, yeah, there's a chance. It's not real realistic. But there's a chance. Let me look at this standings thing here. There's a chance that all, all three. Oh, yeah, they're going to be in the 20s. All three. Well, all three. Picks, picks that the Eagles own are going to be playoff picks. No, they're going to be in the twenties. Right? No kidding. I, 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 to, I could have said that three weeks ago, but everybody's like, "Oh no, 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 no. the Dolphins are going to win three games." Okay, well, no, they're not going to win three games because here they come on the outside. Here come the Colts, and here come the Eagles. By the way, so, Dolphins. Yeah, all that draft capital you thought. I mean, you still draft capital. Don't give me. Oh money. yeah, you can still package them and move and all that. They're going to. I'm telling you right now, if if those three picks are or like let, let's say their highest pick is 15, let's just say that for the sake of argument, they're 15, 20, 24, something in that range. They're going to trade at least one of those picks yep. for a pick for next year. Mm-hmm. If they can't get a quarterback, right? Because I can't see Howie, even though Howie loves to do this stuff packaging two of those picks to move up, let's say, into the top five if a quarterback isn't involved. Yeah. And I don't think a quarterback would be involved. I don't think you can move that far up to draft a defensive lineman. Although he could be in the Kenny Pickett switch sweepstakes, and that could be at the back end of the first round this year. Oh, oh, I don't think it's going to be the back end. I think it's going to be in the middle. I think Pickett's going to be somewhere in that 15 range. Yeah, it could. And the Eagles... Hey, look. I'm not, sure Pitt, I'm not sure Pickett gets past Pittsburgh, but. But here's the thing. Let's say you're the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Let's say you're picking, I don't know, you, you tell me, pick a number. And it gets to you, and this is your first pick now. You haven't picked yet. Kenny Pickett's on the board. Do you really take him? After what you went through with Jalen Hurts a year ago? I'm just asking. I, I could, But I could see them totally doing it. Well, you know what, then? Good for them. They're a quarterback factory. That, because Kenny Pickett ain't playing in the NFL next year, I don't think. I don't think he's doing what Mac Jones is doing in New England. Maybe in a couple of years he can be a decent quarterback. I, I don't know this. But I'm just saying, if you're the Eagles and now you've got Jalen Hurts, mm-hmm. I can see you trying to upgrade Jalen Hurts. But I don't know if Kenny Pickett is like, well, if you're I, now Jalen Hurts is going to get all upset at you. And, and, like, and also, well, I don't want to come back. The also the other question you're going to have here is, you know, there's going to be a couple of real good quarterbacks in the first round next year. 
You would figure. That's why I'm saying they right. may try to move back. Move back, and yeah, you're right. I mean, don't forget Deshaun Watson. Do not forget about Deshaun Watson oh, because how can I... he's the guy that you can get, who can come in right away, right? Even if he's sat out of here, and he's 26 years old or whatever he is, and you know he can play. But, so, by the way, Miami's final three games are the Saints on the road, the Titans on the road, and the Patriots at home. Yeah, that's t- that's a big game for another big game for the Eagles. Yeah, I mean, do, do you, you got to root for the Dolphins in that game, right? Well, I mean, the Eagles do have a tiebreaker over New Orleans, so you as long don't, as you, why why would you root for the Saints to win? You can't root I, for the Saints if to you win, win you but if you win, it's the Monday night game, Mike. So if you have won, I don't think it matters. Kevin, why would you want the Saints to stay even with you? Why, why, I, I'm just play, this is this is the whole Notre Dame. I want to go to the people. No, I'm market. just saying, like you, you're not rooting for Miami to lose so you can get a better draft pick. No, you want you want the Saints to lose. You want the Vikings to lose. You want the 49ers to lose. You want all those teams that are going to be in the mix with the Eagles. You want them all to lose as many games as they can. That's okay. the bottom line. Yeah, and that's if the Dolphins point. make the playoffs, that's a good point. And the Dolphins make the playoffs. Who cares? Um, all right. So we promised. To wrap things up here, we'll talk about our favorite Christmas music. And Mr. Kearns obviously mentioned it already. Here's one of his two selections for favorite song. Now, the head is bobbing already, I should point out. Now, is that... Is that the Donny Hathaway version? Yes, yeah, it is. I'm gonna get to know you better. This Christmas. Yeah. Okay, but now I will say this, though, okay? Because I heard somebody say this today, that Mariah Carey's song is Christmas, too. And I, I get that. The the Babe Ruth, the Wayne Gretzky, the the um whatever, the, the Joe Montana or the Tom Brady, of Christmas songs is Nat King Cole's A Christmas Song. That's the one in which you got to measure. There you go. This is the best. It's just the best. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Jack Frost nipping. Go ahead, Mike. <laughs> okay. Now, that I Googled this. It was funny because I wanted to see when he... When he re- Apparently, he made like four or five or six recordings of that song. The one that you just heard is from 1961. It was the last one he did, the last recording he made. And a lot of people have covered that song. A lot of people have covered this Christmas. But that song to me is just, it's, 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 it's just, I don't know. It's Christmas. Um, a Christmas Waltz by Frank Sinatra. Because as my favorite line of any song, it's it's that time of year when the world falls in love, which is true. And Frank, you know, Frank's pretty good. Uh, Johnny Mathis has some good, but I like the one, I need a little Christmas. It yeah. gets me in the Christmas mood. And of course, Mariah Carey's, which I've just heard too much. Oh, yeah. Actually, and, and it's actually, you mean, you mentioned Lady A in our text today about I, this. That one, I think that cover... Now, is Lady A a person or is that a group? That is the group. They've renamed it after, uh, used to be Lady Annabellum. Now it's Lady A because of the. Oh, okay. I didn't, oh, yeah. I didn't know. Now, Lady A is the, is the name of the group. What happened? Something happened with the group? Annabellum is a Civil War. Term. Oh, 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 oh. You're, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm stupid. I'm sorry. Um, 
Their cover of that Mariah Carey song is tremendous. Yeah, it is. It's slower. It's a little slower. Do you know, by the way, Kevin, Mariah Carey, every December of every year, gets a check for $2.5 million. Really? Royalties. Just for this? For that song. Yeah. $2.5 mil. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I. Well, I'm assuming that King Cole's family, or you know, whatever, somebody's getting royalties off of that. I guess. I. I don't know how that works. Like, if. You, but I'm just saying. There was there was another. There's another cover of that that was really good, and I'm trying. What not King Cole? No, of uh, uh, the Mariah Carey song that I've heard oh, a, a oh. lot this year. And I'm trying to remember who did it. I just remember the Lady A one. I, I don't remember. I, I'm sure I've heard others. I'm sure I have. Um, but there, there was one of, there was one, and I, I want to say Casey, Casey Musgrave may have been her name. Um, oh. and it, it Musgraves, I believe, because I've heard it a lot, and. Hold on here. Uh, and look, there's nothing wrong with Mariah Carey's version. I have just heard it so many times. It's still great. I mean, don't get me wrong, but it, it's just, I'm, I'm almost like, uh, I've heard that. I must have heard Nat King Cole song a hundred times this Christmas. I mean, in the last month, month and a half, whatever. Uh, I will tell you my favorite Christmas song. Well, and we mentioned the one. I, the Darlene Love one that we played on the beginning is my favorite. Absolutely. Um, it, 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 it's, you know, it's classic. There's different versions of it. But for a true classic, I'm going here with this one. Because of a I grew up with this movie being omnipresent as the as the and this is not from the movie version I should point out but uh, Bing Crosby's White Christmas uh, was one of those that my grandparents loved my father loved and that movie when it came on in December was a symbol that it was officially the holidays it's kind of you know I I, I don't think people in the streaming age understand when that would show on like channel 29 or channel 48 or who, whatever station was showing it that opened the holiday season. And then there was, I don't, it, I don't it, think I've ever seen that movie from, I've seen it like in bits and pieces. I don't think, and that's not like, look, and it's a weird I, movie. Not, like it, 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 it's, it's stops and starts, but I'm not a big fan of like, when I like the, the ones I like, like Rudolph the red nosed reindeer, here comes Santa Claus, like all those songs when you were a kid, I, and they're not bad. I don't mean it that way, but right. I just it, it, like Gene Autry singing whatever. Burl Ives. Um, I'm I'm just not that into some of them. You know, maybe that's why I like this Christmas. I I don't know, but um, yeah. I mean, look, there's certain guys you can't. Bing Crosby, you can't go wrong with, right? The one he does the duet with. Um, um. Oh God, who's the British guy? Um. Oh God, he does the duet. It's a great song. Oh, uh, uh, oh. go ahead. You know, who I'm, you know I, who I'm talking about. Yeah, right? I know. Um, uh, David Bowie. Yeah, he does the, 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 the and it's L- little drummer boy. 
yes, it's awesome. It's it's you know, it, and there's a lot of that. Like I said, I, I can listen to anything by uh, Johnny Mathis. Must be the voice. I don't know. It's it, you know, there's something about Johnny. Oh, okay, Frank Sinatra. You know, there's just some people that when they sing, and Bing Crosby's one of those guys. You know, you you, you hear him, and you're like, oh, okay, <laughs> it's Bing Crosby, and he's been he's been dead since 1977. Oh my God, I'm like. Every time I think about things like this, I'm just like, I'm like, it can't be that long. Right. It can't be, but it is. What did you, what did you say the worst Christmas song you ever heard was? Blue Christmas. By Elvis. Here's my, my problem. I, why do I want to be come down at Christmas? I don't. Now, Cheryl Crow does a cover of it. That's actually a little better. I I like Cheryl Crow. It's just what, you know, I'm going to have a blue Christmas. No, 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 no. I want to have a happy Christmas. I want to have, you know, I want something that's going to, you know, get me going. Like, you know, like that's this Christmas, Mariah Carey song kind of gets you. Okay, let's go. I don't know. It may, and I, maybe that's me. I'm just, you know, and I'm not the biggest Elvis fan in the world, but it has right. nothing to do. But his voice is so low in that song. You know, he hits those, you know, it's like, and, and I'm just like, oh, my God. Please give me an eggnog. Get me out of. Get me out of my. Yeah, I, I, it, that's just me. I mean, maybe some people. Uh, like I, that song. I can tell you the worst one for me. Do you, oh, do you like "I'll Be Home for Christmas"? Yeah, I do. Okay, yeah, that's that's not a bad one. Uh, I can also tell you another favorite of mine, and this is one again, family connection a little bit. Uh, uh, the Carpenters, uh, "Merry Christmas, Darling." Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. And There's another group, Kevin. I mean, she's been dead for 40 years, but anything by the Carpenters, right? Is and Christmassy. They did about right. they they yeah is good. And, and again, I, a part of this is because of the connection you have with uh, with family members. Sure. And, and I didn't realize this until after my dad died. Um, we were in the car, and my mom and I were in the car. It was the first year after my dad died and I had XM on and I had Christmas music on and, um, uh, uh, Merry Christmas, darling came on and my mom's like, turn it off, turn it off, turn it off. Mm. And I go, why? And she goes, when your father went to Vietnam mm. right after we got married, this was the number one Christmas song at that time. And it was kind of a little bit of their song. So it that w- song was that old. Yeah. 72. Wow. Jesus. I didn't realize it was that old. Yeah. I mean, okay. 71, 72, somewhere in that um, yeah, okay. range. And so that struck a chord. And rightfully so. And I, I get it. And it's funny because you think of it, and it's a beautiful song, and she had a great voice. Okay. My favorite Christmas commercial just came on the TV. Okay. The Feliz Navidad, the, the beer commercial where the Christmas tree lights up. Oh, okay. Oh, the uh, for Corona? Corona. It's, it's, it's the greatest commercial ever. It's in the top five. And, you know, the I thought, I thought you would little... say Gus the Groundhog going to different, uh, or the Pennsylvania Lottery one where it's you were so, going. It's so perfect. <laughs> this guy's in this little hut, and all of a sudden, the, you know, the, the Christmas tree light, the palm tree lights up, and they're playing Oh Christmas Tree. I mean, it, it's it's awesome. Um, it, oh, no, but, they, but, yeah, my, like, but my, worst, my worst Christmas song is Wonderful Christmas Time by Paul McCartney. See, I don't think oh, that's Oh, it's that awful. Oh, it's awful. Well, but see, here's what I like about it. It gets me moved. Like, it gets me upbeat. 
Like, I understand what you're saying. It's, it's, yeah, I, I get it. I get it. It's sugar Cody and all that. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's brutal. Yeah. Well, see, I'm a Paul McCartney fan. So maybe that's part of the reason. I don't know. You know, what do so. I know? Um, but it's funny, like what you said. It, it, look, life itself is about memories. It's about snapshots. It's about, but Christmas is like that too. Yeah. You know, you have memories. We all have memories. Mm-hmm. We were five years old when we were 10 years old, you know, gifts that my dad got my mom, get, you know, whatever. Um, that's, that's what it is. And then when you hear things that trigger that, yeah, you know, and you hope that it's good memories, but I mean, you know, maybe sometimes it's not. Uh, and one of my favorites, it's not really a Christmas song, but it's been adopted because it played by pentatonics. Uh, that'll be our out music today. Uh, when we wrap up, um, and it's actually the Leonard Cohen Hallelujah, which is uh, a beautiful version. So that'll be our playout song for uh, tonight. Um, you, you realize what tomorrow? It's, it's either tomorrow or Christmas. I'm not sure. Would be the 49th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. Uh, I believe it it's either, tomorrow. It it's tomorrow. Christmas Eve or Christmas. It's Christmas Eve. I, it was Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. Okay, because I remember I would have been 14 mm-hmm. watching the game. I hated the Raiders, loved the Steelers. I I, hate, I loved anybody that was playing the Raiders. They, they, you know, watching the game, and I remember that like it was yesterday. You're going to watch the Madden doc, by the way? I'm going to watch. Oh, I'm absolutely going to watch, watch that. that. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be fantastic. Tom Tom Rinaldi did that for Fox. So, well, if be... Tom Rinaldi does anything, yep. I'm watching it. He's one of the best. Yep. He really is. He he's 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 really good at what he does. Tell own stories is what he does. And you still got me? Yeah, I got you. I got you. Can you get me? Okay. Yeah. No, you were no, you were right. Yeah, the um Madden look, you you when you put down the iconic figures of the NFL, you, you know, Lombardi, uh I mean yeah, you can come up with guys, whatever. Madden's gotta be way up there. Yeah. Right, Cosell's going to be in there somewhere. Summerall, I guess. John Facenda for what he did with NFL Films. Mm-hmm. But my God, Madden was just yep. like who doesn't like John Madden? Exactly. Um, you know, what was it? The one guy said in the, in the little promos they were doing was it Steve Young? Somebody said when you heard Madden's voice, you want to go out and play. Yeah, <laughs> I'm thinking like, yeah, uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> So let's wrap up. Mike, do you want to say goodbye? Uh, say, uh, do you have any special shout outs before we say goodnight for uh, Christmas here? I just, I, you know, I, I just hope everybody, look, not everybody's going to have a great Christmas. Unfortunately, it's a world we live in. That's why we did the toy drive a couple of weeks ago. You know, uh, I hope everybody has as nice of a holiday because I know this year is going to be a little bit different than last year because last year a lot of people really weren't getting together yet. This year, okay. We're getting together, but, you know, we, I guess we're treading lightly. I don't know what we're doing. But, um, you know, just look, it's not going to last. You know, Christmas lasts, and then when it's gone, you know, the Christmas music stops on December 26th, you know, and then and then eventually we get into January and February, which are probably the two worst months of the year other than the football playoffs. Um, you know, it just it, it just be with, be with the people that matter to you and have a good day. It doesn't matter if you get a lot of great gifts, you know, just enjoy the day. And, and like you said, create some memories yeah. and 
you know, make the best of it. And, and um, you know, I, it, it, I, I'll sum it up to, in, in this sense of, um, look, one, thank you to everybody here who's listened to us over the last couple of years, especially this year. Um, we, we do appreciate it. I know, Mike, you appreciate it. I know I appreciate it. Uh, and thank yeah, you. Yeah, those for people got to get a life, but yeah, I appreciate <laughs> it. Um, but spend the time with your family. Enjoy it as much as you possibly can. Stay safe. Uh, we'll be back on Monday with our end of the year roundtable with Mike Silski and John Johnson. Uh, and But again, for Mike Kern, I'm Kevin Cooney. Thank you for joining us. Have a wonderful and safe Christmas. And with that, here's Pentatonics. Hallelujah.